Everywhere we see a shortage of skilled workers from all kinds of industries, and we have the Premier uh, musing about what will happen if they put a mandatory vaccine uh, policy in for health care workers. Will that mean you won't be able to get good health care because there just won't be anybody in the hospitals? The restaurant industry is another deal altogether because it's been decimated by the pandemic, and so many workers have decided to just move to other industries, and for a lot of reasons, and it doesn't look like doesn't look like more money or better hours, or even if that is on the table, will welcome them back or bring them back because so many have decided that that's just it. Therese Grace has worked in, uh, Therese de Grace, pardon me, has worked in restaurants, including as a chef and a consultant, and joins me on the line. Hi, Therese. Hey, how are you today? I'm I'm well. You've decided to just get out of the industry altogether. Absolutely. Um, I had a thirty-year career. Um, that I was proud of, that I am proud of, I should say. And I just decided that there was more to life um, than dedicating all my time to cooking. It, it, yeah. What is it about the industry that has driven, is driving so many workers away? I think there's poor work conditions, um, unsafe work conditions, often very toxic environment, lack of work-life balance, um, just a general lack of gratitude from owners and also from patrons alike. I, I don't think people are accounting for what a shortage is when they go out for dinner, and I think that it's making for a harsher customer. And I just feel that people had a little taste in the pandemic of having time off, and they realized there's more to life than this. Hmm. There, are, there are other industries and. In- there are other industries who are hiring, and so that maybe, you know, going back for those, you know, 12 to 14-hour shifts in a kitchen is, is not the thing to do. It's very important to remember that the pandemic closures happened over summer and also over Christmas for a lot of the restaurants. So they also, a lot of the workers, and I saw this when I was consulting, had a taste of what it was like to have summer break, a taste of what it was like not to have to wake up on Christmas morning and go and work for, you know, work for somebody else's. Um, Christmas meal, and I think that they realized, you know, when they divided how many hours they were working by salary, it might even look, you know, decent, that it just wasn't worth it, that they were working below the poverty line for pretty thankless work in very, very hot kitchens that often be sexist and racist, and um, it's, it, you know, they, they're looking for kinder and gentler work now. What What does that mean for the restaurant industry? I mean, there's, there is pent-up demand. I'm going out to a restaurant myself tonight and you know so there's demand is there and it is coming back and it's going to increase so so how do we how do we square those things I think that there needs to be an overhaul and there needs to be an initiative where the government um, works to govern restaurants a lot better than they are very similar to health and safety um, you know inspections that we have there needs to be one with regard to treatment of staff and it needs to be very much part of the everyday play it needs to be more appealing people need to adjust their expectations owners need to maybe close a couple days a week if they can't staff efficiently so they aren't working people to death there needs to be more incentives a living wage so i think that until those things happen and i've had a 30-year span and this has been the conversation the difference being there was a deficit before the pandemic and now it's you know vastly bigger than it was before, we're still talking about these things, but very little has been done to change them. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that the one, the restaurants that will survive will be the ones that actually decide to work within this new world and not apply the old model to the new world we live in. Right. Like things like when I worked in the restaurant industry, you know, the, you know, the tips being shared from the front and the back. We've had situations where, you know, management's even tried to, you know, to skim some percentages. Does that whole system of gratuity and how it's spread around to workers, does that all need to change? I think that some people are, they do follow the system with gratuity fairly, but I have to say that even just one of my favorite restaurants is very, I live in the wine region, so very close to here. They have a no-tipping policy. Everything costs a little bit more, but everyone has a living wage. They have managed to retain staff and, you know, for the last five years, which is unheard of in a restaurant, keep all your original people. And they all seem happier to have that kind of shared experience. So that might be a way, but I think that the gratuities are very little to do with it. I was at the top end of the culinary um, scale, so it, money wasn't an issue for me per se. Definitely when I was younger, absolutely, I was definitely you know, working below the poverty line for a long time. Even with the incentives that I had for money, it still wasn't worth the amount that I had to give. And I think a lot of cooks and chefs and people working front of the house are feeling the same way. You know, it's it's funny that the two industries that, that I've worked most in, the restaurant industry, in the television news industry, and I've always felt that there was a connection between the two in terms of the culture, in terms of, especially when it's changed quite a bit in news, and I don't think it's changed in the restaurant industry as much. You know, when I first started in news, you know, just belittling and, and, you know, kind of an abusive sort of like, you know, there's a guy just right behind you waiting to take your job kind of attitude just pervaded. And that, I, I sense that that is still really a key part of the restaurant industry. The difference is um, when I started, which is in the early 90s, um, the difference is there were people to take our jobs. There absolutely was. That was absolutely part of it. But now there isn't. And I have to tell you, somebody who was responsible for hiring was consulting. I hired a lot of staff for restaurants. I was hiring people that I never would have hired 20 years ago because there simply wasn't, like you'd hire somebody who wasn't nearly as qualified as they should be because you, you you were willing to take on the chance to teach them everything because there was nobody behind them. So, and that was, I did a large amount of that just before the pandemic in the beginning of it. And now I know seasoned people who, um, in this industry, longer than me, who say that there's no amount of money that will bring them back once they realize how, even mental health-wise, having the balance, how good they felt. And I think that they all had time to sit with their feelings and think about it a luxury that's very much not allotted. I mean, if you work really, really long hours, then you have one day off and sleep. That's really common. So you don't have a lot of time to sit with your thoughts. And I think that everybody's thought about life a lot, but I think people who gave up most of their life to working, particularly, you know, were figuring out sort of that, you know, there's there's more to, you know, putting your whole life on the line for somebody's better genie. There's better things to be doing with your time. Therese, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a fascinating conversation, and I appreciate your insights. Oh, my pleasure. I hope you have a good day. It's Therese de Grace, who worked in restaurants, worked as a chef, worked as a consultant for 30 years, and predicts that there's going to be a lot of professionals 
that just will not go back into the restaurant industry. And what does that say for your ability to go and get a shrimp scampi? I mean, that's glib, yes, but it's true. It's a huge part of our lives. It's a huge part of the fabric of a city going out to restaurants. And and if we don't have the people that are going to do that, what does that mean, you know, for our own collective sense of community? It's a big issue, and it's not going to go away.